Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Welcome to the Flex Fantasy Overtime Special Edition. We're here. It, it, normally, what we do on these nights, we record our YouTube. It's a little weird week with Baltimore and Pittsburgh starting so late and are going off so late in the week. And we decided to do a little bit different this week. Not, instead of doing our usual sit starts and, and advice, we'll give advice in a different way. Still bring this uh, good show to y'all. We'll still have the YouTube out there tomorrow for this. If you want to go back and rewatch it, still have the podcast, however you want to consume it. But we want to get those questions in. We'll cover a few things first, but we wanted to talk about the fantasy uh, playoff push and everything like that. So joining me is Justin Graber at Titans Film Room. We have Robert Greenlaw. At Rob on Broadway, Zach Lyons messing with a TV. He's got uh, the cable repairman coming, I guess. At Airport Spot, hello, sir. <laughs> and myself at Ryan on Broadway. Welcome in. We got some viewers coming in. Um, Greenlaw, do you, help me out. Do you see Graver at all on your screen? Because I just that is black box there. I do see Graver on my screen. Uh, I also see Zach watching Hulu, which is interesting. Well, that, that's Zach's plan for this fa- for this fantasy overtime show is <laughs> he's just going to be watching Hulu the whole time. Looks like he's playing a movie. This is going to be interesting to see what comes up here. You're still muted, Zach. <laughs> I don't think he even knows we're live, to be honest. No, he does. He, he turned around and looked at it. So we got about we got some viewers coming in, so get those questions loaded up. We will get to them here in a little bit. But welcome in to the live fantasy flex version of our show fantasy overtime overtime i should suppose i should say uh we also have the fantasy overtime at 10 30 central on sundays primarily with zach and justin for your fantasy questions last minute stuff so to get into it boys let's get into what we normally do and the what have we learned here recently just cover that give everybody a chance to get their questions in so uh greenlaw we'll start with you what have you learned wait a minute wait a minute can you hear me first off? Yes, we can yes. hear you. Second off on Periscope, someone named Simp Biscuit is in <laughs> greatest, the chat. Greatest name Simp, ever. Simp Biscuit is a regular. All a, is he? I've never oh. seen Simp Biscuit before in my oh, life. He's, he's, he's a roundtable and halftime uh, regular, man. <clears throat> uh, the league. Come on. Got to have it. It's fantasy football. Oh, look at Taco. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine with the league. I'm fine with it. It's a great show. <laughs> so, Greenlaw, let's go back to you. What did, what have you learned? What did you learn? Well, Zach throws his whole computer on the ground. I mean, um, that was, the, that was that, just uh, the microphone. <laughs> Good night. Off Oof. to a great start so far. Hey, um, hey, at least at least you can see me, and I keep moving. Unlike what happened at the halftime uh, or the post game Sunday afternoon roundtable after uh, with Ryan. What a what a well, shit show. I see part that he's still in his dungeon. Is that a yeah, dungeon that you're in Part of the problem was we could see Ryan throughout the entire thing, including when he was trying to illuminate uh, Jonathan Bohr. Well, technology is fantastic because I just couldn't get the microphone to start connecting again, which is just fantastic. So you can see me and just watch all my frustration with all this technology. I stared at it and it just didn't work. It's a little shout out to anybody else who's listened to the show in the past. So Live television, folks. Live television. You never know what's going to happen. That's exactly right. So let's get into it, Greenlaw. Let's try to start some fantasy talk here. What have you learned for the fifth time? Well, I, I learned Youngway Koo is one of the most valuable players you can have in fantasy. He scored 21 points this past weekend, which was more than Jonu Smith, Jerry Udy, the Browns defense, Alvin Mara, and Tyler Murray all combined. So, I mean... There's not much to argue with. He is a weapon. He's not just a kicker. He's a weapon. He's the Travis Kelsey of kickers. Yeah, but that Alvin Kamara thing, just, just on a side note while you're talking about the kickers. It's Please, been a, let's not talk about it. How You know, it's just amazing. Like, I think Alvin Kamara is one of the most dynamic weapons in the NFL, or he can be. But he just has disappeared with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill thinks that he's the weapon. He's going to do everything. And he's just forgotten that the, the Saints even have Alvin Kamara. It's just, it just, it's got to be frustrating for owners, especially as you pr- approach the playoffs. You just got to hope that Breeze comes back pretty quickly off the IR once he's eligible and that he's able to go and not have any kind of issues. How many owners do you think are going, Alvin? That's an Alvin of the Chipmunks reference, guys. Yeah. Bringing it tonight. They're yelling about Taysom (laughs) and not Alvin, to be honest with you. Probably just, wrong demographic. I know that Ryan probably got it, but yeah, I got, I did get it. I was just I couldn't find my you young bucks over there. <laughs> I, couldn't find I my got finger. it. 
Uh, it's just crazy to me that that Sean Payton thinks Taysom Hill is a quarterback. But I mean, they're two and zero with Taysom Hill as a starter. Granted, they had potentially the easiest matchup in NFL history this past weekend, going up against a team that found out the day before a game that they didn't get to play a quarterback. But it's just crazy. I mean, they got the Falcons defense the week before, which is apparently really, really, really good now after being <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Taysom Hill's – that whole thing is just mind-boggling. He had under 100 yards passing. I think he had 78 yards passing this week. He was horrible. And he, he's two. targeted Alvin Kamara one time or one reception the last two weeks. It's For what, so minus bad. two yards, I think? <laughs> it is minus two yards. You should be locked up in quarterback jail for having that kind of weapon and, and not using him. That's just that's just criminal. It's awful, as a matter of fact. So yeah, Justin is frozen on my screen. Hopefully he's coming through the reshoot a little. A little it bit. is. I'm watching it. That's Perfect. why my message said that. Ah, cool. But not on the live. <laughs> if I could read a whole sentence, that'd be better. So excuse my Alabama education anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Graver, what have you learned? I learned that the Las Vegas Raiders are terrible frauds and that anyone who trusts them deserves what they get, including me. I trusted them big time this past week, and wow, did I pay for that. I mean, goodness gracious, what I really learned from this matchup is that sometimes a bad spot is a bad spot, and I kind of ignored the signs. Like, I I read about this earlier in the week and kind of dismissed it that the Raiders might not be able to get up for this game coming off a big matchup against Kansas City that... They obviously went all out preparing for. They came so close to winning, couldn't hold Kansas City out of the end zone in the final drive, and so they lost that game. Coming back the next week is, you know, a little bit of a hangover off of all that. And Derek Carr just did not show up for this game. Some of the worst turnovers, some of that fumble he had was like, I mean, yeah, you're getting sacked, but come on, man. It's just unbelievable. So Pay attention to the spots. That's what I'm taking away from this week. Like, if a team's in a tough spot, don't assume that just because Atlanta's been terrible and that Vegas has been on the up and up that they're going to bounce back from a tough game. I don't know. I'm really, We're all really out on Vegas Raiders. now, right? At yeah, least I mean, after, I that, at that, after that show, I mean, they cost me. My wallet's hurting. My fantasy lineups are hurting. It's just... You know what this means, though, right? Now that you're out on them is when they're going to just go on a tear here towards the end of the season and be reliable because we're all out on them. It's just, it just seems to be how they've been. So I think we were out on them early in the season and they gave Kansas City a pretty good run. Yeah. At some point in time, so we're like, oh, well, maybe they are a good team. It's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, the quarterbacks there aren't great. It, it's just, you know, it's not a great situation out in Las Vegas. Other than that, I'm sure it's a great place to live and lots of stuff to do. So maybe they're distracted. I'm not sure. I will say I was out on Carson Wentz fully and completely on fantasy overtime, and that did not undo itself. Like Carson Wentz is freaking terrible, and I was right to be out on him. And everyone, I believe, is probably out on him by now. But just to like go against the as soon as you're out on them, they'll screw you kind of thing. I think Carson Wentz is just toast. <laughs> yeah, and, and and from a fantasy perspective, I mean, you're talking about Travis Fogelman that you could really count on him, and then uh, they don't utilize him, and it just I, I don't understand what they're doing there either. And then, but on that situation with quarterbacks, just uh, at, while we're talking about it, what is Jalen hurts that much worse than what you're seeing on the field, or would you just give him a chance and see? Maybe give because here's the thing. Uh, it can't get much worse. And plus, maybe Wentz just needs a break. I'm not sure he's not working through it. I'm not sure what the answer is, but don't you at some point in time got to – you're getting some practice reps. Don't you have to maybe get him some chance in-game live to see what he can do for extended periods of time? Well, let this little strange-looking guy tell you what you should feel about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is, is probably better than Carson Wentz, but he's not getting paid like Carson Wentz. Frank Reich has to go with – he has to go with uh, Carson Wentz until why? Why even put him Jalen Hurts? Like, what? What is the point? Get him injured? You break his soul and his will to live because it's what you've already done with Carson Wentz, right? Like, there is no benefit to put in Jalen Hurts at this point behind this offensive line with this horrible offense. It's it's bad coaching. Yeah, I get it because you know maybe he can win you a few games and maybe. You get into the playoffs at five and eleven, or actually they'd be five, ten, and one. But it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And here's why: because they're going to lose anyway. The New York Giants are better. The Washington Football Team is better. 
Do not put in Jalen Hurts at this point. Start fresh. Start over new. You're going to have new a new offensive line next year. You're going to have probably a lot of people out of this lineup. Just give it time and don't break his spirit right off the bat because he's not used to losing. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, I mean, at some point in time, I guess what I'm saying is is that Philadelphia doesn't need to waste him on the bench either because he's never going to be playing. But I agree he's not going to get a fair shake if he goes in now. It would be kind of – Weird, but just from a standpoint of performance is all I was getting at. And, sure. and let me say this. If it was anywhere else but Philly, I would say go ahead and put him in because you guys see what the kids got. But if you put him in and he sucks, Philly is going to hate him, and they're going to demand that you draft another quarterback. Philly is a horrible spot for Jalen Hurts, by the way, as far as the fan base. They don't deserve Jalen Hurts. You just got to be patient and not worry about Jalen Hurts. In fact, if you're in a dynasty league or if you're in a keeper league and you are desperate for a quarterback, I would pick up Jalen Hurts and keep him for next year because I think Jalen Hurts will be good. I disagree with your premise. And I think that the That's Eagles That's fine. Are, just ruin a kid's career. That's fine. Just ruin I don't think you're going to ruin his career. Yeah, the Eagles' offensive line is terrible, but Jalen Hurts is a mobile guy. I mean, he's not even really a great thrower. He's... He's a mobile quarterback, if nothing else. And right now, the way that so the, Carson Wentz, he's a mobile quarterback because he's definitely not a, a throwing quarterback. Yeah, but the way Wentz is playing right now, the Eagles still, I know it's crazy that they have three wins and they still have a chance to win the division, but Carson Wentz is dragging them down so much that you, I feel like they, A, you spent a second round pick on this guy. Let's see if he's worth anything. So get him out there to see what you got. And B, go try to win the division because what you're doing right now is not working. But are you going to get a fair assessment if you put him in now? You're not going to get a fair assessment out you of may not, but Hurts. If, if and his coaching staff, are we going to trust this coaching staff? Not at all. Shitty as fuck to actually decide, oh, well, Jalen Hurts looks really good or Jalen Hurts looks really bad because they think Carson Wentz has looked good all fucking year. I'm just I, saying it's not fair to Jalen Hurts, and I know you it's hate not. Jalen Hurts and want his career to be derailed well, so he cannot feed his family. <laughs> but you gotta I am a person. I am a person, he is a person, I'm a people person. Let me hear you. I with just this. want him what to if he's, succeed. What if he is really good and elevates the rest of this horrible surrounding cast? Like if he's I don't bad, think Jesus himself could come down and resurrect <laughs> this cast. If he's bad, you you can chalk it up to whatever. It's the line. It's it's he's only a rookie in a COVID offseason or whatever it is. But if he's good, then you're like, well, wait a second. We should be playing this guy. I mean, you can at least learn. You could learn if he's an elevator. And if he's not an elevator, then he's not a quarterback that you really need anyway. Right. Also, I will say about the Eagles offense, like how many shots down the sideline into contested coverage like the lowest percentage throws you can possibly have in a in a game how many of those are they going to call because it's not they're not doing anything to help either quarterback look and here's a, here's an interesting thing i mean Wentz obviously has followed he had some good moments earlier in his career right but then since the injuries have piled in he's gotten into his head a little bit and he's just not there with the throws the decisions and everything now granted they don't have the the receivers really I mean, it's not the greatest cast. I will give you that. But at the same time, he's not doing the things that make you confident in putting those things around him. And it's just amazing to me that they're still in the in the middle of this race for the East. I just that's going to be a you know what? I'm actually here for that finish. I, it's it's going to be fun to watch and see what happens there. So, uh, on to you, Zach. What have you learned? I've learned that the Pittsburgh Steelers fucking suck, and I hate them, and they are shitty, and they are the most fraudulent undefeated team I've ever seen in my life. In fact, they're, if, even if they only had five wins, they would still be the most fraudulent team I've ever seen in my life. How do you have a home game and lose or almost lose to the Baltimore Ravens with Trace McSworley? How do you not cover 10 points? Fucking ridiculous. A pitiful, downright pitiful showing for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And let me say this. Mike Tomlin, if he wins Coaches of the Year, fraud. Stop the stop the votes. <laughs> stop the count. No coach of the year for Mike Tomlin. He doesn't fucking deserve it because you got to curb stomp these motherfucking Ravens when you have the chance. They're starting RJ three, RG three, and Trace McSworley. They have hardly anybody on this team, and they couldn't cover ten fucking points. Give me a fucking break, and don't give me and feed me this bullshit 
that oh well it's a rivalry game so it it it's just it's a tougher one to win these motherfuckers couldn't even practice they flew up last night they, it's just it's it's a disgraceful showing and really the Pittsburgh Steelers should probably be banned from football for at least the next year I relegation more yeah relegation should be a thing for the 11 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers shout out to Marquise <laughs> Brown though who got his first catch of the year uh on a amazing 70 yard touchdown so shout out that to him ruined and shattered day, my life <laughs> someone lost some money today oh my god oh, yeah. I lost some money I can't believe the Ravens had still had a shot left on, on that game coming in. I just I thought it was going to be a, a massacre, but I just the, the Steelers, like I agree, I agree with you, they're just this big fraud. They've got some tough times. Even if they go undefeated, they've got they're going to have an early exit in the playoffs. And even if they're playing, you know, someone really bad that shouldn't be, they're going to be out. It's just I don't I have no confidence in them whatsoever. Like it's who the fuck shows up to Baltimore or shows up to their own home field and lets them and lets Baltimore do that? A team missing multiple players and Lamar Jackson's not even that good but I mean hell if Lamar Jackson was playing that game he would have they would have stomped the Steelers today mm-hmm. as Mike Fucking predicted ridiculous it, it's just it's the most maddening game I've ever watched in my life and I watched the Philadelphia Eagles play multiple fucking times <laughs> this year this is the worst fucking game I've ever watched in my life. It's boring. And people are like, oh, this is the best Wednesday night football game I ever watched in my life. Well, okay. Well, no, no. Before you say anything, 2012, there was a Wednesday night football game. So let's not act like Wednesday night football games have never happened before and quit making that fucking stupid ass joke. Be better, America. Well, also, yeah. it's a Wednesday day game. So let's not yeah. put oh, it in well. the night category. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it should be in the night category because it put a bunch of people to fucking sleep. That's a weird time to <laughs> work there and then having that game on. Just awful. I, I watched the whole thing, but it just it wasn't inspiring. Enough. And I agree with Simp Biscuit. RG3 and Lamar Jackson are the same player, just that Lamar Jackson has been healthier his career so far. I say Lamar so Jackson, both of his knees. I agree. Taysom Hill is also the same player. Yeah. Until he got COVID. Yeah, you remember oh. when everybody made fun of uh, Sean Payton for saying that Taysom Hill can be like Lamar Jackson or whoever said that? I don't. It was a Saints that. executive, I think, oh, yeah. or a former, maybe. Hey, well, if you look at Lamar Jackson this year, yeah. Okay. So I did watch lo- most of that game or the majority of it, and I what I learned, what have I learned, is about Juju Smith-Schuster. And I was a big Juju Smith-Schuster beginning the, at the year. I let you guys talk me out of him at some point in time. But here's the thing. Even even though he scored a touchdown today and everything, he still was only eight receptions, which I know, great, it's eight receptions, but it was only 37 yards. I mean, I just I just don't know. He's, he's an enigma. I, I've learned that I'm just completely – I've got to quit starting Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't care if he does get 17 points. I've got to stay away from him because he's just going to be unpredictable because here's a he doesn't get that touchdown it's a weird day you know I, I i think there's better points you can find elsewhere bigger risks you can take so even though i was a big juju smith schuster coming out of the draft guy and kept my faith in him throughout the year i just i can't do it anymore so i, I think i'm well, not okay. can we talk about how he's a wide receiver three and he drops the easiest passes i mean he drops passes that wide receiver ones should make i mean there was that one i think it was a fourth down one fourth down pass and he just drops it because he's he's the fucking worst. He's a I his value relative to where he's drafted to what you're getting out of him, it was a waste. And I tried to warn you. Greenlaw tried to warn you. Other side. No, I think it's this side. No, that this side. side. Yeah. Uh Greenlaw tried to warn you. Just yeah. saying. But he's just saying fifty percent be- of this podcast knew that he was a mm-hmm. not a beta male. He wasn't an alpha male. He was a gamma male. Okay. He, 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 well said, Zach. Thank you. He pulled his best Derrick Henry impression today. Stiff armed a guy like seven yards forward right before his touchdown. That was pretty cool. And he's going to look. How many yards did you say? 39? Yeah, that's a good Derrick Henry 37, 37. Hold on now. 37. 37. Wow. On that play, excuse me, I meant, he did a really nice stiff arm thing. And then he scored a touchdown. And he's going to look great in two-tone blue next year because. Oh, my he's God. <laughs> no. Resign Corey Davis. Yeah. Corey Davis. Kiss him goodbye. Juju, no. come on down. No. That's a downgrade. Oh That's a massive no. downgrade. I'm a Juju Smith-Huster guy, and I don't want that. No. No, thank you. I'm not telling you what I want. I'm telling you what's going to happen. It's no. not going to happen because this locker room is not going to want fucking Juju Smith-Huster here. 
You should, Max. You should, you Max. Should. Derek Henry would have all the points in the world. You don't, him. Max, and that's why you don't draft Juju. <laughs> you get a point for every pound the defender weighs over you, too. So that, that's how that works. Well, so, for Derek Henry, you wouldn't get any anything points. For Josh Norman, but he gets uh, – for Grover and uh, Stallworth, he gets lots for those. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I did see a couple questions come in. Just uh, Max did have his first question of the day. Uh, pick two, Kenyon Drake, Ren Cooks, Adam Thielen. What is Adam Thielen in here, right? What is Adam Thielen's status? I will. Look that oh, he's he's back. He's back. He's, he's back. already okay. been be Easy if Thielen's out because uh, last I heard, he may not play. But if he's if he's it either back. happened early this morning or late last night, yeah, it happened. It does say he's expected to play this week, so that's good. Yeah, I just told Let's you. So, yeah. so you double check me. I told you they play the Jaguars who have a horrible pass defense. We've talked about it on this show a lot, how bad the Jags pass defense is. So I love Drake. I mean, Drake finally showed up again last week. Kenyon Drake, not Drake, the rapper. Correct. I dislike Drake, the rapper. Who, who does Arizona play this week? He's an everybody fan. Okay. Drake's <laughs> fake as hell. Arizona yeah. this week plays the Los Angeles Rams, so I'm actually probably oh, rolling with yeah. the two receivers here. Yeah, same. You, you have feels like, especially if you're PPR, which it looks like right. he, it, it may no, be. He didn't mention, but he, Cooks and Thielen is where you got to go because with Will Fuller doing drugs and out on the street corner, that <laughs> leaves everything open for Brandon Cooks to get a lot of receptions during his win, a lot of looks, and that may mean extra coverage. But I don't think def- def- defenses are really going to respect Brandon Cooks because he is Brandon Cooks, right? But I would say Cooks and Thielen. Eh, I guess so. It is PPR. It's PPR, Cooks and Thielen. Is it PPSA, though? Points per stiff arm? No, it is not no. PPSA. There's, it's a new but let me give a PSA. stiff arming anybody anyway to watch him stiff arm free people this weekend. Now that Will Fuller's done for the year, can I take a quick victory lap or no? No, why would you take a victory lap off? Yeah, congrats on he had a league winning week. He had a he had a wide receiver one week last week. I said he's gonna have at least one wide receiver one week. He did it last week. Wow, wow, you really got your shot there. He has been he has been a top receiver this entire season. Does it suck that he's out now? Sure, but he's number eight overall receiver right now. If you drafted him like I told you to in the seventh or eighth round, that is killer value. Is he done for the year now? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but when you drafted, but when you drafted, but when you drafted Will Fuller, you knew he was going to be done for the year. What was the his rule ADP? Is, Do you, uh, Ryan, like is it really a wash 80? for a guy you're drafting that high and you're saying, but actually he's going to be out the entire playoff? I mean, you didn't draft him that high. That's my point. You got him. Uh, his a, ADP, like, it ended up being in the fifth round. That seems high. too high. Mm-hmm. Well, I would take it in high. the fifth the round. Calculator says. I mean, I would take the number eight overall receiver for the first 12 weeks of the season right. in the fifth round. I mean, you have to figure it out. I'm calling it a wash to be nice because the only reason reason he made it through this season as much as he did was because it was drug-aided. So? 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 You knew you were going to lose Will Fuller for some period of time. You didn't know it would be because of this, but you knew you were going to lose him at some point. I want yeah, to address scared of Cooks. Scared of well, Cooks? Well, he has a question below that. Yeah, too, you got to go to the question first. Okay, we can answer his question. Let's just dive into that then. I think we gave Max's answer. So, Trey S says, full PPR, bench one, Deontay Johnson, Braden Cooks, or Robert Woods. Thanks, fellas. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that Woods is probably going to be in here just because, you know, Big Woods podcast, or at least Justin Gravers is. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. Robert Woods has been awesome, and he goes up against the Arizona Cardinals. And I will say this, a Cooper Cup game is on the horizon in Arizona. So, be very careful about Robert Woods. But well, as we... I would say Robert Woods, D, uh, who the Steelers play next week? The Redskins. I would go Cooks and Woods. Who? Who? Cooks and Woods. No, who do they play? Who? The Washington football team, exactly <laughs> like I said it. Right, of course, that is what you said. Exactly um, like you said, Washington football team. Yeah, I, as we learned last week, Woods and Cup can both go off in the same week against when the Bucks. not last week, but the Bucks game, Rams-Bucks, when they were like the two best receivers in the same game in, in years. So I probably don't play Deontay Johnson out of these three. Yeah, Gotta I'm with him. you. I don't either. I cool. think Cooks is like a must start, honestly. And Washington's- Deontay may Ben Roethlisberger may not want to look Deontay's way next week with all the drops he had against the shitty Baltimore Ravens that the fucking Steelers shouldn't have lost to. 
They also, well, the football team is third best against wide receivers as well. Yeah. This could happen, and it would be epic. It'd be like when the uh, Chiefs were terrible that one year and they beat the Packers, who were like 11-1 and one late in the season or something like that. Yep. This could happen. I mean, uh, it's not going to. It's not going to, but it could. Yeah, I, I agree, Trey. He is a target hog, which is why I kind of sat there. And, 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 and But they've, they've got to have – their downturn is coming at some point, and they, they've been skating by, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I just – I agree with them. I'm with Cooks and uh, Woods and that. And that. But you're right. He is a target hog, but there's also a lot of other weapons there. I mean, crap. Juju's going to go off again for like 10 receptions and 50 yards. <laughs> Huge game that's the, for Juju. That's, that's the Steelers' offense. <laughs> Steelers' offense is just get the ball out of Ben's hands as fast as possible and hope the receivers can like pick up yards after catch because he's only throwing deep to Chase Claypool and drops McGee, aka Deontay Johnson. Drops McGee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't see any other questions in the in the chat as of right now. So get those in there. See if there's anything. I know the playoffs are coming as well. So if there's any tough decisions you want to talk about, uh, Simbisky does have a question. Your better receiving class, 2019 or 2020? I'm assuming towards fantasy. Well, why else would he be asking? So that's interesting. So what what do you guys think? Better class last year or better class this year? Well, it's got to be last year. Yeah. You got you got DK and AJ, right? And that's almost good enough by itself to be better than this year. I, I mean, mean, there are some really here. quality what? guys. You got. Justin Jefferson, you got T. Higgins. Both of them have been really good this year. But the other two are, you know, like top five, top ten, top seven right wide receivers, right? And they were yeah. even that way last year because you also right. got to remember Terry McLaurin is in last year's class as well. Yeah. Debo Samuel is in last year's class as well. Deontay Johnson drops last McGee. Year's. Yeah, drops McGee. Yeah. That might make it worse. Uh, but I mean, when you look at it, it go, it's like, um, I think he just cut out. It's like uh, there's AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and um, oh, who Deontay. else? Did I just fucking Darius say Slate. Debo Samuel. Oh, Debo yeah. Samuel. Darius Slayton would have been a good one too. I mean, but when you look at this wide receiver class, it's very top heavy. And you go Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I guess T Higgins, but I mean, I wouldn't say T Higgins is the second. He's if he's the second best in this class. He's nowhere near the the second best in this in the class of last year. You so could it's say definitely with Dax, and you could say Brandon Ayuk when he's been healthy. Both of those guys have been really good, but because of their circumstances, the other guys are, you know. I will say the better. same thing about Jerry Judy, circumstance wise, because Drew Locke, as Greenlaw has been saying for literally years, Drew Locke is terrible. And everyone else that's played. I mean, Kendall Hinton is about the same level. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, well, as uh, rookies, though, if you're looking at rookies, I think the 2019 class has 2020 beat. But I think if you're looking at the future, I think the 2020 class will probably end up below uh, the sheer numbers of the 2020 class that are actually good. Because you got to remember, Henry Ruggs, Michael Pittman, all been plagued by injuries. If they get their career back on track, the 2020 receiver class will look a lot better than 2019 receiver class, yeah. in my opinion. In the you long know who run. will never look good, though, is Jalen Rager, who we said yeah. stinks, and he will always stink. And he Philly stinks. looks so foolish for drafting him over uh, Justin Jefferson. They Stupid. Do. Yeah, and Hinton, I will s- I'll say this. Hinton is just as good as Tom Brady because they have the same staff against <laughs> the same team. So you know how this – NFL works. If one quarterback does it against the team, he's the same level as the other quarterback because against the team, right? No? Okay. <laughs> it, Sorry, bad joke there. The Steelers <laughs> might have lost to Kendall Hinton today. I'm going to say that right now. It is interesting <laughs> that the, the Bucs, yeah, they beat the Bucks by more than they beat the, the Kendall Hinton-led Broncos. But some, <laughs> one thing about this class that's really hard to evaluate is it's kind of been a down year for rookies across the league. And uh, John Glennon has an article that's about to go live on Broadway Sports Media as soon as this live stream is over, because that's when I'll publish it, about how the 2020 Titans draft class has basically no-showed this season. But a lot of teams are dealing with that with their rookie classes. Yeah, there's some Chase Claypools out there who are excelling as a rookie, but it's been a tough year for rookies overall, so it's hard to and evaluate. He, and Chase has really fallen off lately, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he has not been consistent like an A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf and stuff like And you know me. I'm a big Chase Claypool guy. I was all about some Chase Claypool. 
I just want to say your ability to predict Cooper Cup has been on par with my ability to predict Chase Claypool, who I said this week was not a game for Chase Claypool. I said last week was a game for Chase well, Claypool. Well, except <laughs> except when you said that Chase Claypool would not be the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh, and I told you that he would be, and I told you that Chase Claypool was the guy in Pittsburgh. Deontay still leads the team in targets. Well, don't if you don't do anything with the targets, doesn't matter. Speaking of Deontay. I skipped a little bit because this one's about Deontay, but okay. You skipped over. Hate yourself more watching Tyler Lockett go off on your bench or choking the starting lineup. Drops McGee also an option PPR. You always start Tyler Lockett. I yeah. just I don't understand people that want to bench him. If if you're if you're other who are your other wide receivers like it looks like it's between Lockett and and Deontay here at least you're right but who are your other wide receivers that Tyler Lockett is your third option I guess right. it would be a better thing I mean I'm always starting Tyler Lockett I mean you have to yeah you we just, say it all the time start your studs and yeah the, this is the week before the playoffs you have to you know bank on and those it's guys a tight race. I mean, like, the NFC West is a tight race. And his other one's Michael Thomas. I mean, I would be starting Michael Thomas, Tyler Luck, and Deontay Johnson if I could. I don't know who you're starting in the flex. I mean, I know we're getting into, like, tell us us your whole fucking fucking roster. (laughs) But, I mean, like, it's just so confusing because Tyler Luck and Michael Thomas would be every week starts. In fact... Let me say this. I may even bench Michael Thomas out of the two because Taysom Hill's the one throwing him the ball. Look at the cornerback. Well, Taysom Hill had his best game of the year, or Michael Thomas had his best game of the year with Taysom Hill at quarterback. (laughs) He only had like two games this year. (laughs) Well, he scored, I think, 19 points. It was impressive. It was the only... It was Actually like a good game he's had this year. This is but the he's Thomas only played two or three games, guys. I mean, we kind of settle down on on that. Right, I don't but think it was you can the, bench Michael Thomas. I, I he's just, played five I games, and four of them were single-digit outings. One of who's, them was who's nine. Seattle play this week. They're on bye, who's, right? No, the only two teams on bye are the Bucks and the other team that's played eleven games already in the same division. Panthers? No, that doesn't sound right. Playing the uh, Seattle's playing the Eagles. Oh no, they're no Seattle just played oh. the Eagles. This stupid. See, this is what messed me up. Seahawks. All the sites I'm looking at haven't updated it's, yet. Okay, the Giants, yeah, the Giants. Panther and Giant, Panthers yeah. and Bucks on by. Seahawks play the Giants. Well, you got to play this. You got to play Tyler Lockett, and you got to play. Um, you got to play the other one, Michael Thomas. I guess they play Atlanta again. The Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, we told everybody to play the Raiders. All your Raiders players against the Falcons. How that turned out. Well, Derek Carr didn't just Derek Carr didn't even go to Mercedes Benz Stadium last week, so I don't know. Yeah, well, Taysom Hill may miss it. <laughs> I'm glad he may just that. drive right by it and it, while he's doing his Uber or Lyft or whatever the fuck he does. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you probably this runs. That's the only thing he can do. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up while we were talking about Metcalf just a little bit ago because it's it's actually a very interesting topic. Here is is the media off some type of drugs on some type of drugs comparing Metcalf to Megatron and Megatron or excuse me Metcalf got mad the other night because <clears throat> excuse me because he was he was say you're not i was in uh Swartz said i was in detroit you're no megatron yet so what a weird thing to say before a game try to give <laughs> a guy next hey, just trying to psych him out i can't yeah, fine but other people i mean it was he was right but it was just a, it seems like a weird thing to say why would you say that to a guy who's going to get pissed off by it well, I know. maybe he didn't think he was going to get pissed off by it, or maybe he <laughs> thought he was going to get in his head about it. And even if he is pissed, would, sometimes when you're angry or enraged, sometimes you don't play your best either. It's not like you're automatically focused. I, I think, think uh, most people get the chip on their shoulder motivation when they yeah, hear that. Yeah, but can and you I do wish, it that quick? To, I to wish I had known about this because I would have flipped my DFS lineup that had Tyler Lockett in and put Metcalf in instead because Tyler Lockett, it was like a primetime game, just felt like one of those opportunities for Lockett to go off for three touchdowns, and he completely didn't even show up for the game. But Metcalf versus Megatron, what are your guys' thoughts on that comparison? Because I think it's not really a great comparison. It's to be not. Honest. Megatron oh. is like this you know, generational-type athlete, and... DK Metcalf is really, really good, but he's not that guy. It's the eye test versus the stats, right? Because I think I saw something after this this story ran out, and I've been searching for it, and I can't find it again to give you the exact numbers. But Metcalf actually has better numbers at this point in their careers when you compare it. Now, 
go back and see who had what. And I know that Calvin Johnson was coming fresh off of a college who didn't really throw a ton, so maybe he was still getting used to what he could do on a consistent basis. I'm not sure. Bad Georgia Tech joke there. But he here's the thing is that it's it's you you look you see what Calvin Johnson did to defenders and how and just what he did for an extended period of time. And all Metcalf may be kind of in the same like cut from the same cloth or something like that. He's not there yet. You know, he, he may get there. And I think that's what Schwartz was trying to say is that you're on your way. You're not there yet, but you're, 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 you're on your way to being him. And that's like how he tried to spin it. It's still, you know, Metcalf took it as a, an insult and that's why he went off and, and good, good for him. But it's interesting. It was interesting to see afterwards that the stats did favor Metcalf in the situation. So, but again, that's when you're talking about like, and we'll get to catchable and uncatchable balls. If y'all want to have another disagreement here in a second, but <laughs> that, that's the thing though, is that, is that I'd never had a doubt watching Calvin Johnson that anything would be, be caught because he just had this radius that seemed like it was a football field wide. Uh, that's the difference to me yeah. is that Megatron was a freak athlete with natural hands ability. DK is a freak athlete, but he kind of like cradles the ball. He, he doesn't seem like, you know how the way AJ Brown can just like with his eyes closed, like pluck a ball out of there or Odell Beckham or anyone with supernatural hands. DK Metcalf is like a cradler which can work, and it, it, with his physicality and his size and his speed, it does work. But that's the biggest separator to me, and that's what I think keeps DK out of that generation. Also, do you want to know who the Detroit quarterback was in Calvin Johnson's rookie season? Because DK's got rust, but John yeah. Kitna was the quarterback for the Lions. Former wow. NEIA player, John Kitna. Hall of Famer, John Kitna. <laughs> for what? <laughs> for I don't but, know. Quarterbacks coach. I mean, better than Dan Orlovsky coach. running out the back of the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, both on the same team. What a room. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what a franchise. <laughs> Megatron is probably and he probably needs to be in the discussion as one of the best wide receivers versus the talent that he had at quarterback when you compare mm-hmm. like okay, Randy Moss, you know, he had had pretty good quarterbacks his whole career. And then you look at T.O., he had pretty good quarterbacks. And, you know, you just look at it. Megatron had shit. I mean, he had complete and utter crap, and he was doing stuff that nobody else could do. And it's Like Megatron, get tackled at the one-yard line five times in one season. Yeah. You, you talk about generational <laughs> talent, I, and they're not the same, right? Like, I, what right. I'm about to say is not the same. Tyreek Hill to me is a generational talent that nobody's that I think everybody's underappreciating. The dude can catch. He's got speed. He's got strength. It's unbelievable some of the stuff that he does. And it really is. Granted, Patrick Mahomes is throwing him the ball, but he was doing that stuff kind of with Ty or uh, Alex Smith too. So like. You know, it's someone that needs to be recognized as probably a top three wide receiver. What is everybody laughing at? Uh, I do want to say no one has wasted general generational talents more than the Detroit Lions. They had Barry yeah. Sanders, they had Calvin Johnson, they had Matthew Stafford, and they had John Kitna. I mean, how do you waste those four guys? It's unbelievable. If they would have had Joe Flacco, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> Joe elite. Flacco to Megatron, that would have been so elite. <laughs> Can we get to my dad's question so he stops pestering me about it? <laughs> I lost it on the chat, so you have to bring it back up. So he says, Jay Graver, with no relation, I guess, your father, says, pick two, Dolphin, <laughs> Duke Johnson, or Davis. I'm tired of Wayne Gallman. I don't even want to say his name. Why? I hate him. Why are you tired of him? Because he shouldn't be scoring fantasy points. And I'm so sick of him. Is he? Because yeah. now Daniel Jones is gone. It's Colt McCoy back there. I mean, is he still going to score points? And they play the Seattle Seahawks. Look, I don't know. And they do Johnson I, mean, I think Davis is on a bye this week. So, yeah, that because is true. of that, Davis would, is on a bye. So definitely don't pick him. I think I would go Zeke and Gallman, even though I hate Gallman as well. I don't hey, know, man. Worked with me last week, and he did pretty well. So I don't, you know, I'm I'm still thinking while he's there. We know, but he shouldn't be this good. Eventually, it's going to come crashing down for you. I oh, agree. They are I, starting Colt McCoy, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, so. it, it has. Uh, Daniel Jones said in his press conference today that he's going to try it out, but I can't see how he goes. It was apparently even practice today. Yeah. So maybe yeah. I'm going they said he's going to try on Sunday, but yeah, I would go Zeke and Duke, and the Texans play the Colts. I don't know if DeForest Buckner's. If DeForest Buckner's still out, apparently he did have COVID. 
then I'm definitely playing Duke Johnson. And we saw something very promising from the Texans on Thanksgiving. First of all, they get extra rest to prepare for the Colts. Secondly, they finally threw the ball to Duke Johnson. They threw it to him down the field, and it was it was awesome. He finally yeah. caught a pass. Like, maybe they are waking up a little bit there. Romeo Cornell is not so old. Well, no, I mean, Will Fuller, is. they're going to have to throw it to somebody. Yeah, exactly. so I don't really trust Zeke right now just because I've seen that he looks lost. He looks slow. He's he's getting three yard gains. You can't trust him to hold on to the ball anymore. I don't I'm I'm almost out on Zeke as as a running back at this point in time because Dallas Cowboys have been a little bit of a mess on offense, lost their identity. Zeke has not been able to be the bell cow like you thought he would have been with Prescott out. And he's just not he's not stepping up to the plate and he just looks a little slower. He, he's declined to, to the eye, it looks like. So I, I don't, I, in this situation, I'd be tempted to go Gallman and Johnson just because of how Johnson may be used. And Gallman, if he may, should not be scoring points, he is. They're giving him opportunities, and that's the point. He's getting the goal line opportunities. He's getting the bulk of the carries in the backfield right now. I wish you were to da- your dad would have came through the back door because it's positioned so perfectly and just handed you his question to ask. Yeah, dad, get up here. <laughs> 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 um would Just you feel how why is this is able to happen yes i'm home right now back i'm out not in la i'm back home for the holidays anyway um would you guys feel how terrible would you feel if you benched zeke your first round draft pick with fantasy playoffs on the line and he goes off for two touchdowns who they play this week they play the, the ravens Ra- on tuesday night next week to give the ravens ample time which probably means they have Brandon Williams was back tonight. Yeah. It probably means Calais Campbell's back. It probably means most of the COVID guys are back. So it's pretty tough. Yeah. Ooh. I, you may. Oh, uh, I don't want to. But the Ravens suck, Zach. But the Raven. But the Ravens suck tonight. <laughs> their defense is suck tonight. It does not mean that their defense is going to suck with Brandon Williams, Calais Campbell, and all the guys that they're missing are back. Ugh. Also, they you have to start Wayne really well for, Yeah, I think that's what he's got to do. That's a really gross decision. Yeah. yeah, it's not great, but at the same time, if those are your decisions, you have to. And I know it sucks putting what potentially first round pick because I think I've got Zeke in a league where I picked him in the first round. Maybe the sleeper league we're all in, and, I, and I'm going to be benching him. I benched him last week, so I mean, it's just it's not it's not. Maybe I didn't. I, I meant to. I still beat Greenlaw though, so whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't think he falls under the start your studs category anyway because he hasn't been a stud all year. True. There's a there's a difference. Like Tyler Lockett's been amazing for the majority of this year. Zeke has never been good this year. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, play, you gotta play your. Yeah. Your, since Dak went down. Yeah, you got to play your probabilities, and, and and Lockett's been more good than bad if, by far. It's not even close. Zeke has been way more bad, and, it's, and it hasn't shown signs of being good. So I just I'm out on Zeke right now until he gets it figured out, which is surprising to me because I, at one point in time, I I had made arguments that, that he may be the best all around back, you know, before Chris McCaffrey figured out how to how to be used and all that good stuff. But I thought Zeke as a true running back was one of the best. Now I, I'm not even sure I've got him in my top ten, top fifteen the way he's playing. I will say the following week, the Cowboys get the Bengals. So that's probably when you roll Zeke back into your lineup. And let me say this. It's going to be so fun to get Zeke in like the third round next year because everybody's going to hate Zeke after this year. Like it's going to be legit. Nobody wants to drive Zeke in the first round next year. It's going to be wild, wild stuff. He was. He was. Do you guys want to do this stiff arm question? Yeah, sure. I, I think I caught a bit of it, but I, I, I so I, he's saying if you had a fantasy stiff arm top three or top top five picks, well, Derek Henry's number one. We can just with a bullet, we can get that out of the way. He's who, who you're taking, but who, who else would be on that list? Who, is you, there you, anyone? You do? The stiff no, arm no. received. Does that get you points? Like Josh Norman would be really high on this list if that was the case. Stiff arm, stiff arms or, received. Or anyone mm-hmm. on the Jaggy fence? I would say AJ Brown would be another good stiff arm yeah. candidate. <laughs> And then Corey Davis is. would probably be good. And then um, Nick Chubb is a good one. Simp is good. Okay, we got pick two. Corey Davis, Debo Samuel, Gajans, CD Lamb, and Mike Evans. Okay. Oh, Evans. Not not Thielen. No. Thielen is in. Thielen is in. <laughs> We're living in the It'd be night. a lot better if you just read it to us. <laughs> this to is uh, what Santa's handwriting always looked like to me. So. I wonder why. <laughs> I'm serious. I am dreading that conversation. 
my, my daughter is getting to the age where it's going to be, she's already starting to figure a few things out about Santa and some stuff about tooth fairy. And I'm just like, I'm dreading them because she, they both, both my daughters get so happy about Christmas. And everything. What do you mean? What's the big deal yeah. about the conversation? This is a family show. They're all real. So let's, yeah. let's keep it rolling. Okay. Yeah. So your, your dad said Corey Davis. I rate Steelers. I rate while ago. Yeah, so my dad has needs to pick two: Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Corey Davis. Can Titans we talk about Browns. your dad not knowing his players are on bye? Because Mike Evans is on bye week. Yeah, my see, my dad waits for the fantasy lineups to update so he can look at his ESPN and it'll show it. But because it's this stupid Wednesday game, the ESPN hasn't advanced the week yet. So I'll yeah, give my I'll cut my dad a break on that one. Okay, so you go Mike Evans, Corey Davis. Well, not Mike Evans. So Corey yeah. Davis, Debo Samuel, or C.D. Lamb. Pick Corey two. Davis to Debo Samuel. Yes. Easy. Agreed. Easy. Although C.D. Lamb caught a heck of a touchdown pass from two Andy. weeks ago. Yo, no I'm... Denzel Ward for Cleveland. Cleveland's pass defense sucks. There's going to be a lot of play action passing versus Cleveland. You go Corey Davis. And San Francisco plays who? San Francisco plays the Bills. There's going to be some. Oh, they, like anybody can score on the Bills. You got to go Debo Samuel. <laughs> the only Speaking thing of stiff about, arms, yeah. he would be a guy that would. Yeah, I that's would what I was going to say. Arms. That's what I was going to say. The only thing that we're going to Corey Davis in this matchup is there is going to be quite, uh, there's going to be a healthy share of, of some two man heavy routes. And the Titans, a lot of times, will not just run that with two receivers. They'll like to run someone with speed down the field and have A.J. Brown come into the middle. Sometimes Corey Davis is left out. Sometimes he's in blocking just to kind of show. I mean, just I, he may or may not be on the field for those kinds of things, but I still think he'll have a pretty decent game. But the reason I'm saying that they're going to have to go to some chip help is because I think that with Miles Garrett coming back, the tackles are going to need that, that extra bit of help. And a lot of times the Titans, when they bring in those extra blocks, Blockers, they go to those two-man routes and try to take their shots in the play-action game when they're sucked into the box trying to stop Henry, which is smart football, but it also limits to how many receivers you have in the routes, and it's just a numbers well, game at that point. Yeah, they'll do the thing where they put Khalif Raymond out as the only right. receiver and run that underneath with Ferkser or right. something. Exactly. That's, that's, that's my point. Yeah, and they'll leave. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it either, though. I think Davis will get his five catches, 70 yards and a touchdown for Davis. I mean, week. I think that's a good concern. I just personally out of the options he's got, I wouldn't worry about it cuz I'm not starting whoever else you said besides CD Lamb against the Raiders. Yeah, CD Lamb. I'm not starting CD Lamb. Mike Evans Corey Davis is by so you don't want to do that. Corey Davis has been great this whole season. I mean, when he's been in the lineup, he hasn't let you down, you know. Well, he I'll did once. on a team one game about your future. It's just Chicago. And I'm glad he's doing it though. Yeah. For sure. Is Derrick Henry the greatest running back of all time? Yes. No. No, because here's why. He's very, very, very good on the Titans at, offense. And, and, at and what he does. At the, and the offenses like the Titans. Well, he can only do what he does. So right. he's the greatest running back of all time. I, the whole time? All time? He's Let's definitely be real, the greatest guys. Titans running back. Oh, do you okay. really want to be real? I mean, okay. Well, then no. He's just like... <laughs> Probably like top 15 or something like that. Top 10. <laughs> he, but, I mean, he could end up in the conversation if yeah. he continued. But think about Chris Johnson had six. He's straight, better than Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, six straight 1,000 yard seasons to start his career. I don't know if Chris Johnson could ever put the team on his back in the playoffs like Derrick Henry did and go set playoff well, records. That matters. Well, he got bent in back and broken against the Ravens when Derrick Henry turned Earl Thomas into a lead blocker for himself. So he's maybe... better. He's better than Chris Johnson. He's not better than Earl Campbell. Mm, no, that's just the Texas and you talking. Yeah, it's debatable. I don't think he's better than Barry Sanders either. So No, right. he's definitely not yeah, exactly. better than Barry Sanders. So he's second best all time. <laughs> yeah, second best all time. <laughs> well, Humphrey's hurting the Titans' value if he comes back. Maybe Ferkser's because that's essentially been your replacement. And I know that they run a lot of routes at the same time, but here recently, I mean, Ferkser's numbers are on a, he's, he's it's, it's best in his career right now if the season stopped two weeks ago. Uh, and so I just think that Humphreys being out has allowed Ferkser to be more of that third down guy, that more dependable guy, that safety blanket in a lot of the routes. And like Justin says, he's running a lot of the unders and he's, he's a fantastic big body receiver. He's not really even a tight end, even though that's the position he plays. He's, he's more of a big body receiver. So, and with the Titans like to use Swain and Johnny Smith blocking and a little more closer in line routes like that, Ferkser's a good option to have, especially with Humphreys is out. Humphreys gets worked back in. That's the person I think will see a little less reps in the routes possibly. I will say this. Does it hurt his value in fantasy terms? No, because if you have Anthony Ferkser and you're trying to start him, you got some <laughs> problems and some issues, okay? Sorry, I can so, go 
Hope yeah. to the fantasy. My bad. Well, know. I think I think a couple questions are coming in. Hello, Lucas. Uh, are we giving up on a Dory being healthy? Is another question that came in. Um, no, I no. think he'll be healthy. He'll Look, be a perfect trade. Just simple. You know, like just don't even worry know. about it. If he doesn't play until the first round of the playoffs, that's enough. I mean, but that's it has plenty. nothing to do with fantasy football because we do not talk about IDPs. Very true. true. So, how about we answer this question that you guys keep skipping every time I put it on the screen? Oh, I haven't seen him. I think I he is. I think he is a must-play going forward. I mean, it's always going to be somewhat matchup based, but unless he has a really, really tough matchup, yeah, he's he was done. already like a fringe wide receiver two every week with Fuller, since, and I think since O'Brien, yeah, yeah, and Deshaun seems like he's cooking a little bit too, right? So you've got to have somebody in that offense is that's he? going. To- well, I think the meal is about to go sour. He was cooking on Thursday, that's for sure. <laughs> Serving up some some family against, only thing against is, the Lions, amazing accomplishment. I think they can beat the Colts, and I want them to beat the Colts because a we want the Colts to lose, and b I have a bet on the Texans to win eight games this year. <laughs> they have to be this game to get the eight games. They can only lose one more, and they're not losing Week Seventeen to the Titans unless we're resting people. But I really don't feel the Tennessee Titans are are. Uh, they're gonna, yeah, they're not going to rest. It'll be interesting this one. at that point because my coach on the coach's corner, Jonathan Boren, said that if they get the 10 wins, they'll probably just call it a season to start sitting people <laughs> get ready for the playoffs. So It depends I on, on the seeding. If they you, beat Cleveland this week, it will immensely help their chances of locking up the three seed. So I could see that kind of situation. But yes, Henry hitting 2K. So he's at 1257 right now. And he needs like 150 a game or something like that. To 147, get. I th- I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say. 148.6. Say. Yeah, okay, I was close. So the thing is, is that even if they don't rest all their starters, you can see them start to maybe mix in some running backs to try to give Henry a little bit of a rest, especially if they have some things locked up. There's no reason to just absolutely risk. Not that I'm saying that Derrick Henry will be tired because as F-Words Pod said this week, he's other uh, said on the podcast, he's otherworldly. He doesn't get he doesn't tire down, all this good stuff. So get out of get off the computer, G analytics nerds, and watch a game. So I get all that, but I that's not it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I'm quoting you, Zach. It was a great podcast. Hey, get off uh, the fucking computer, you nerds. What if they yeah. watch the games on the computer? And go listen well, to F-Words Pod. Yeah, exactly. So and coach's corner. And have you yeah. seen so um, anyway, plug in everything tonight. But I think that just from a football standpoint, if you get to a point where you've got the a seed locked up or you can't really benefit too much because I don't think you're getting that one seed for that one buy, everything else is just matchups and what path you think you're going to be taking. If you're pretty comfortable going late, then you're probably going to be giving the ball to Foreman more to maybe maybe some other guys are back. You're going to be looking to distribute and give Henry just a little bit of rest before the playoff run because then, especially if they go with the play, same kind of uh, uh Plan, game plan they did in the last playoffs, Henry's going to get a lot of burn there too. So I think that that would be the only thing not getting him to 2K because I don't think they're too worried about personal stats. Yeah, they're nice if they can get yeah. organically. Here's the thing. Now, if he goes off for like a 200-something yard game and this this average goes down a little bit, we'll see. But And he's got some good matchups coming up. So yeah. That's what it's going to take though. If, if the Houston game was not week 17, because Houston's run defense is atrocious and we already saw Henry go for 200 against them once this year. If that wasn't week 17, I would be a lot more bullish on Henry reaching that 2,000. But because, I mean, we saw it last season. The coaching staff sat him out week 15 or week 16 against the Saints. But knowing he was that injured, right? I mean, like he was, was he, injured. He, he could have played, I mean, he was, said. I mean, yeah, he, he could have played, but why do you risk the further right. injury? He I was think if injured, he's fully healthy, then you're fine. He was well, injured enough to run for over 200 yards in next week and and secure the rushing title. So how well, injured it, was he? Maybe he, he really? didn't get that because maybe he wouldn't have gotten that if he hadn't set that in the Saints week and got injured even further. True. Possible, I, possible. But I think that the coaching staff has shown a propensity to like be be aware of workloads. I mean, we see it with Corey Davis in training camp when he sits out days. Like I think they're gonna be. There, if, if Mike's Mike Herndon's scenario plays out where the Titans win the next two and the Colts lose the next two, Henry may not play week 16 or 17. Maybe if there's Ken a is rushing like, record on the line, Henry's playing because right, we know but, that Henry wants to get the record, and we also know that Vrabel loves Derrick Henry. We we know it. I, I will always go back to the 2018 season 
after the Jets game where Derrick Henry's walking into the locker room and Vrabel waited on him and carried him into the, well, not carried him, but like put his arm around the shoulder and was just so proud of him. That was the moment I knew that we were finally going to give Derrick Henry the respect that he deserved as a running back and that no more Dion Lewis and you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. That was the moment that I knew. And that's when it all started was all the, the yards and it's D Henber. I don't think they're going to have to worry about the workload because the next three weeks, if I'm not mistaken, Cleveland Browns, uh, then the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars flip those. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions. So, Three awful, shitty teams, so he's not going to have to have, and this is what I said on the podcast, he's not going to have to have the carries that he's been having to have versus these shitty teams because he's going to break off bigger and longer runs. So his carries will go down, and that will make everything feel a little bit better. And if I'm not mistaken, and I believe Boren, Jonathan Boren of the Coach's Corner, said, showed us that I think last year he's on – He's on pace for less carries than what he had last year, if I'm not mistaken. So less carries, more yards. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to be in a scenario where they're going to rest him unless they, some for some reason, have the number one seed and he gets injured at some point with a slight injury. Do, like you, think last that, do you think that when Darrington Evans comes back, they're going to want to work him in more so his first real experience in the NFL isn't in the playoffs and that eats into a little bit of his workload? I think that it's a depends kind of thing. Like, yeah, maybe towards the end of the game, but I think Derrick Henry will already have put the game away or would already gotten his stats. Like, I think that's what you're going to... Whatever you see McNichols... Well, really, whatever you see Deontay Foreman getting right now is probably what Darrington Evans is going to get. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I agree with you. The next, I think everybody left on the schedule has a horrible run defense. Yeah. Uh, the Packers are horrible, horrible, horrible oh, yeah. against the run. Yeah, they're bad. Uh, so he might have a game like he just had against the Colts or several of those games where he gets to 173 yards and he's basically sitting on the bench for the entire fourth quarter. So, I mean, both things could happen. And the Packers are going to be most likely in the thick of the race still and playing hard that week. So the Titans might look, I mean, in my opinion, that is a potential Super Bowl preview, but I'm not the, the Packers think. I put ten dollars on the Packers to win the Super Bowl in Week Four at plus fourteen hundred, so I am all in on the Packers making it from the NFC. Because then you can hedge wow, that. Wow, big Packers fan over here. Yeah. Takes I am this year. Trade Aaron Jones. By the way, by the way, you can trade. We can't. We no, don't have time we're, for we're Aaron Jones. Yeah, I think that Vrabel would want to stick it a little bit to Lafleur as well. True yeah. in this game. Possibly. I think Derrick Henry would like to stick it to Matt. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? He's going to stiff arm the floor. It's like, I mean, <laughs> this is going to be your 400 yard game. And then oh, we got a really it. long uh, diatribe over here from Cody <laughs> Wolseley. I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up with I agree with Cody. And here's the point he's saying that we can't compare Henry to guys who had long careers and finished their careers. I agree with you there because a lot could still happen with Henry because he may not even touch anywhere near that, depending on his career goes. He could surpass all that but what we were asked was comparing him and what we think now and obviously it's just too early i think the point we we're all trying to make is it's just too early in henry's career to make that he's fantastic and he's, he's really 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 good and it's fun to watch and i think that's really all we should focus on right now and just enjoy the ride while it's here and if he ends up being one of the best ever know that you had you took full advantage of watching him while he was on the tennis i would not I will, like it if he played till he was 75 years old that would be I, unwatchable i think he's not frank well, let me say this. I will say this, that for him to say that he doesn't think that he's going to get as many yards as Emmett Smith because he's not going to play until 75 years old, I don't think he has to play that long to get as many yards as Emmett Smith. And what did I Emmett think that, average? Three yards a carry? Yeah, I think Derrick Henry <laughs> is going to get a lot of yards, and I think he's going to play a lot longer than what everybody's giving him credit for. The dude is a machine. He is not of this world. I have said this. We, we talked about it yeah. multiple times. Watch his off-season workouts this past year. He does that all the time and, and every day and every year. And he's coming up with new stuff. He is a beast in a machine, and I hope he's a titan for life. Emmett yeah. averaged 3.9, 3.8, 2.8, and 3.5 yards per carry his last four seasons. So it's a different That's NFL. really solid. Right? 
it, it's a t- <laughs> NFL than it was back then, and and that's fine because the Titans aren't exactly a new modern offense right so they're still kind of closer to what used to be so that's why henry is a little scarier and i agree with zach that if he keeps up like he has been he gets to that amount of yards way before uh emmett smith did but it also emmett smith just had a buttload of carries too and he just was given given the rock he was also finishing up with arizona as well which i don't think was was a real great but when he was on those cowboys teams they had some fantastic offensive line but they were running it a ton and then they had some great receivers to throw to over the top so defense were just couldn't load the box on Emmett Smith. It just was rough. Plus, I, I, I'm old enough to, to, to remember kind of a little bit what Emmett Smith looked like in college, and that dude was just otherworldly. So he was a talent back then, too. Let's not well, disrespect Emmett Smith too much. And, and, Cody, you don't have to apologize. Like, we yeah. all fully agree with you. I am just disagreeing with that one thing. That I do think that Emmett Smith – or I think that he will beat Emmett Smith's uh, yardage. I, I actually don't agree because one, you think he's going to be the Thanksgiving. Uh, Emmett Smith threw away his galloping gobbler trophy on the way back to the locker room, and I think they actually took away like ten thousand rushing yards from him Whoa. for that. So I don't even think Emmett Smith's the number one rushing leader anymore. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. that changes everything. I have to look this up. I'm not sure what the hell you're talking about. It's a look gallop. I have they well, used another to give question him away from... on Fox. I have another question from Jay. If you want me to, yeah. uh, we'll use this in the last one. Like things after the game. Is that not the same thing? No, they used to give away a little trophy. I was Madden. Okay. (laughs) No, they used to give away tricky legs. Jay is wondering, should I pick up Titans D for fantasy playoffs since they played Detroit and Jacksonville? I would. Yes, but they They play Green Bay week 16. Well, then drop them and on the championship yeah. game. Get I mean, if get, get the Titans, far. ride the Titans to the championship, and then ditch them. Yeah, or you know, Jadeveon Clowney in primetime against Green Bay. He's had some monster games in those in those spots. Yeah, I wouldn't risk it. He's gonna be healthy. He's gonna be rested. He's gonna be fresh. He's not gonna be yeah. in game shape. Oh shit. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, worry we, about him. We get I, w- I would go for the next two weeks. Well, next three weeks, I'd go next three weeks. Until yeah, the definitely. Packers game, yeah. 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 Yes. AJ Brown. T.O. Yes. 100%. And it's funny because Corey Davis is. 20%. A lot of people compared Corey Davis coming out to T.O., but I think AJ's a lot closer. Although, Corey, more I hope he's back, man. I hope he comes back next year. Me too. Yeah, you want I, I want to some AJ Brown. Yeah. I do. I got to see some prediction. Where I'm making that <laughs> with that comparison. He's a next T.O. T.O. Was, was also special. I mean, I know. No, you're all- right. He's the next Randy Moss. How many freaking. 40 yard touchdowns is AJ need to legend Randy Moss. Get it right. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and let me say this. If you have never read uh TO's two books, he has two books. And if you've never read them, I read them years ago. So good. They're so good. And Jay Gruden or John Gruden has a really good book out too from about 10 years ago. Um, but the TO books are really good. His story about his last minute pro day in the rain at University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, it, it's something. I don't even want to spoil it. You have to go find that story from telling it from his perspective. So fucking good. I could see why that T.O. wanted to do his Hall of Fame speech at University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. And if you've ever wanted to play basketball with T.O., check out the forty the 24-hour fitness in North Hollywood. I used to ball with him there. I don't know if he still does, but I broke my ankle playing basketball against T.O. at that gym. So go meet T.O., get his autograph. I don't name? know if he still goes there. It was four years ago, but hey, you never Congratulations know. Congratulations on your broken ankle. Thank you. How did, how did you break your – Like, I mean, I know how you break an ankle, but were you trying to go for like a dunk on T.O.? And he-, he was on a fast break, and I was trying to get back on defense, and he went up for the layup, and I went up. To try well, to what block To I don't know what I'm doing, like, and I think? landed on his foot, and I turned my ankle, and it was done. <laughs> well, at least I mean that's a that's more claim than a lot of us have as far as NFL prowess. You you hurt yourself on an NFL stud, so there you go. That's pretty big time right there. <laughs> so did you did your dad get to ask his question? I I, I don't know if we skipped it or what. Is everything? No, we're just- talking about gobblers. Oh, okay, yeah. What was your dad's last question? Uh, it was a Titans D question. We got it. Oh, we got it. Okay. Sorry. Yes, that that's good too. Cody, shorter, shorter statements, Cody. <laughs> Cody Janu 
Is Johnu not fantasy relevant anymore because the Titans are on their third offensive tackle and they have to use him to block now? No, Zach cursed him. Like I cursed Kyler Murray. Yeah. Zach I cursed, cursed him. It's it definitely my fault. It's 100% my fault. I am so sorry. <laughs> and I started I him I this week to? and he got that oh, nice zero God. points. Who was I married to? Who? I don't even remember. I was married to somebody. I don't remember. Oh, I don't know her right. name. Well, the week you missed, Zach, when, when you were off getting married yourself. So I don't remember either as well. But like, here's the thing, Cody. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, man. I, keep them coming, and uh, please join our other our other cast as well because you're you're bringing up some good good points. So they're always welcome. Sim Biscuit will we'll have great conversations with you in the chat. He's always active as well. We really appreciate that, uh, John. But Don Johnu, it's it has been frustrating because I. I I came into this year very high on him. I said that this was going to be a career year for him. And it's just, it's a little bit of usage. It's a little, it's just frustrating because John is a great player. He's, a, he's, he's really turned around blocking. He always had the receiving skills. I was always a little concerned with his blocking. It just seems like he's become such a good blocker. I'm telling y'all, go back and do yourself a favor. Check in on some of our, our stuff we're going to do later in the week where we're breaking down some of these plays and watch the tight end, not just the offensive line, but the tight ends, interior Swain and Smith were just blocking their tails off. So Smith has really become such an asset there. I think he's kind of done himself a disservice. And here's the thing. If he's not finding that one touchdown a game, he's he's almost fantasy irrelevant because he's not getting a whole lot of targets. And if he, if he is, he seems to be pulling people away from others as well to get them some targets. So it's just kind of it's, it's kind of a rough go to try to predict what Jono Smith is going to do week to week, which he was probably a top three tight end in, in fantasy at one point in time. And he may still be quite up there because of the touchdowns, but he was on the situation where you he was a must start. Now I'm kind of like, maybe because he's now falling back into that. Eh, if he doesn't get a touchdown – He's not great. He's not Travis Kelsey, where regardless of happened, he's going to get his targets. He's going to get his play. You kind of want to play back into that. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. So this is an interesting comment that kind of sucks. Of course, the first year the Titans are going to get a home playoff game in years. They're not. It's not really going to freaking matter. Well, well, we get like eight fans or something like that in the stands. Yeah, eight thousand maybe. It will, but it won't. It be nice to see a playoff game. And I think Titans. it'll matter more in terms of not having to travel. Right. For those sure. games. Especially with COVID restrictions. Who knows what they're having to deal with while they're traveling and, and the worry there. It's kind of nice to have that home game and not have to worry about it as well and not have to get out on the road uh, first like that. So, plus, I'm just going to say it's going to be nice to, to see that. Because, um, I mean, you know, they're going to have to travel next week if, uh, once they win that game to somewhere that they've been before in a playoff situation possibly. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But it'll be nice to see a, a playoff game at Titan Stadium finally. Yeah. But this COVID, it's been weird all the way around. It's kind of tough to judge rookies. It's kind of tough for me to be real harsh on rookies because they didn't get the same kind of time frame. And then once you get into the season, you can't really baby uh, players along anymore. You can't give them the same kind of coaching they would have gotten during the preseason workouts, the OTAs, all that kind of stuff. They just didn't have your typical experience. It's just kind of it's kind of weird to judge any kind of rookies who are struggling, which makes me think that the guys who are rookies who are excelling are just guys that can be players. And once you get some more knowledge under their belt, they could really take off. So, you know, year two for Justin Jefferson will be really interesting and guys like that. Yeah, Chase Claypool, yeah, big time. What was uh, any more comments? I think we've we've gone for a pretty good long time tonight. We have any more comments, any more questions that you, you guys want to cover? I think we're good. All right. I'm good. Thank you everybody for joining this this live edition of the Flex, the Fantasy Overtime Overtime is what I'm calling it. So we really appreciate it, and and we may try to do this again sometime because we is we're getting closer to the playoffs. This is real fun to do. So we thank y'all for sticking with us. Look for this to be out on YouTube still tomorrow and in podcast however you want to consume consume it. Make sure you're also checking out broad at <clears throat> excuse me. Make sure that you're also checking out broadwaysportsmedia.com for all of our other articles. We are a partner with 440 Sports. As we say every week, please make sure that you're checking out your Broadway account to switch over to the Heimerdinger Foundation. Uh, it was Giving Tuesday just yesterday. Tis the season. Give a little. It's really great cause. To, even if you just want to go donate to them, regardless, I don't care. Just just support something. Support somebody. But for Zach Greenlaw and JG. I have been Ryan Watson. This has been The Flex, and we are out. Lay down. A Broadway Sports Media Production.